This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time for... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. All right, let's get it moving. Who's excited? Halfway point, data points. Lots of bad things happening to my team, which is always good for entertainment value. Boomer, how are you, my man? I'm doing great, Mike. And uh, you had a winning record last week, I see, on our, our our worst week ever when it came to gambling in terms of the games and the way that they were played out. But you did a we good job. We navigated. Yeah. We navigated. We yeah. made it through. Um, so, listen, here's how I want to do this this week. I have – I am utterly fascinated with the AFC. So, we're going to ask for the rundown here. And we're going to do this a little different because I want to get some of the premium teams to the top of the list. We'll get into the tragedy that is my New York Giants. And I think maybe one of the best feel-good stories in the league. So I'm going to try to have some positives in there for you. We are <laughs> not going like to go it. down a sinkhole here. Um, let's do the rundown. The NFL Rundown. All right, Booms. So I'm obsessed. The, the AFC is my beautiful obsession. I just think it is fascinating it's so high quality and every week you're trying to figure it all out so i'm going to ask you a question about each of these division leaders you got you it. need to tell me what is is it true or false or or what's more true all right so example chiefs coming off the win against miami it is now official the kansas city chiefs are a defensive football team uh, true they are a top five defense uh, statistically and you can just see it when you watch them uh, just how uh, difficult they are to play against. And they know, by the way, they know just how great their quarterback is so they can take chances. Yep. Steve Spagnolo can blitz when he wants. He knows that he can come back in any game that they play. Uh, they, It's different. You know, you have this great quarterback. He has average wide receivers around him. He's got a great tight end, of course, a really good offensive line. They can run the ball effectively if they need to. They're just not the high-flying, greatest show on turf that they were when Tyreek Hill was there. So I think this is the best of both worlds for Andy Reid. He's got the best quarterback in the league, and he's got a top-five defense, which means they have the odds-on favorite of going back to the Super Bowl for the AFC. So one note, when Mahomes continues in the postgame to say, look, I promise we're going to get this offense right, we're going to get it figured out. Okay, whether he does or doesn't, not, not where I'm going with this. In your mind, what would, quote, fix it? What would make it right as you watch? Well, I think everybody wants to see that 35 for 40 game, 350 yards and five touchdowns. That's what we all expect. You know, if you have Patrick or Travis Kelsey or uh, Kadarius Tony on your fantasy team, I don't know why you would have mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony, but if you had those guys on no, your fantasy please, God, team, no. you want to see big points being put up. And, 
you know, they're playing well. I mean, it's not not that they're not, but what they really are missing. I mean, Tyree Kill changes the game and the landscape of the game so significantly that when you take them off the field, they can win a Super Bowl without them as they did. But the fact of the matter is uh, you're looking at a guy that changes the game dramatically. And it's one of the reasons why Miami is so good, especially when they play at home. But uh, I, I just think we, we have unreali- unrealistic expectations sometimes. He is the best quarterback in the league. He can win a game basically by himself. He can come back in, from any deficit, no matter who he's on the field with, and that's what makes him truly a Hall of Fame-type quarterback. So uh, my, my realistic expectations for them are to either be playing in Baltimore or Baltimore visiting them for the AFC Championship game as we sit here right now. Yeah, and we'll get to Baltimore in a second. I want to ask you about the other half of the game last weekend in the AFC East. The Dolphins, 6-0 and against teams that are under five hundred. 0-3 against teams that are over 500, which is more true of who they are? Because at a, at a point, Boomer, you do have to beat someone with a pulse. Yeah, and also they're different at home than they are on the road, or in this case, over in Frankfurt, Germany. They actually played a much better second half. It looked like they were sleepwalking in the first half, and of course, Tyree Kill fumbles the ball. It's lateraled, and you know they score a touchdown. The Chiefs do twenty-one nothing, and then do nothing in the second half. By the way, the Chiefs did very little in the second half offensively. And Miami yeah. had a chance to tie the game on the last drive of the game, and their last four plays from offense were just abysmal. Three uh, in- incompletions and, of course, that fumble snap. So uh, I think they're a good team at home. The good news for them, Mike, is four out of their last five games are in their building. And I always look uh, ahead on the schedule. You never know who uh, uh, or what kind of condition a team's going to be when you play them. But I do know that when I look yeah. at strength of schedule and I look at who you're playing and where you're playing them – Miami's in decent shape to win the AFC East. Yeah, and I've always – you know what's funny? And I I don't know if it's accurate or not. It's just in my mind it's always been this way. I've always treated Miami like a dome team, that they have to have home field in order to flourish, that they're just never going to – I will never live long enough to see them go to a Baltimore or go to a Buffalo or go to an Arrowhead in late January and win. I treat them like an indoor team, like the old Colts. You just felt like, hey, they got to get home field if they're going to do this. Ravens, you brought it up. And, and Boomer, I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong. Lamar has defied my expectations. I think Monken, this has been a master stroke by that organization. Here's the question. Are they the most consistent organization that gets the least amount of pub? I think All so. All they do is win. Yeah, I think so. And and uh, they have one of the best coaches, maybe the third best coach in the league behind Belichick, Andy Reid, and, of course, John Harbaugh I'm talking about. Uh, they have all the attributes of a Super Bowl, uh, you know, headed team. And what I really look at is the quarterback and how effective he's been. And, you know, you and I have questioned Lamar over the past, and we questioned whether or not he should have played in the pr- a playoff game last year against Cincinnati. Well, he got his contract this year, and all he is doing is doing what some uh, one other quarterback has done in his career. And that quarterback not only won the season MVP, he also won the Super Bowl MVP. And I'm talking about the great Steve Young. So what Lamar's in the midst of doing right now is completing the, the highest percentage of passes by any quarterback in the league and also leading the league mm-hmm. in terms of quarterback rushing. So you put those two things together, you have what is a very special season, and he's doing exactly what Steve Young did back in 1994, I believe it was. So uh, I would tell you that with the way he's playing, the way their defense is, and how they're their defense is getting sacks. There's multiple players that have multiple sacks, not just one or two guys that you have to worry about. There's like 10 guys you got to worry about. And that's why I am oh, so high on them right now. Duo. Yeah. 
Boomer, they 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 the 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 their tackle play on the defensive side of the ball. Good lord! I mean, a one dude is three seventy or whatever. He, I mean, it is. They don't have a weakness. I hate saying that about a team in the salary cap era. They really don't. Uh, they're top five offense, top five defense, and top five in special teams. And you know you have a great coach. Uh, I want to ask you about the Jaguars. Only team in their division over five hundred. So which is it? Are they the best of a bad bunch, or are they actually quietly? coming along and becoming the team you and I thought they could be. Well, I think we're going to find out pretty uh, quickly this week against the San Francisco 49ers coming off of their bye, and they're going to be healthy, and they added Chase Young. So we're going to find out pretty quickly. This is a spot, and we'll talk about a little bit later in the in the uh, the show, of this is a Jacksonville test spot. Like, they, they got to win one of these tough games at home against a good defense, and we'll see if they could do that this week. But – for me, right now, I have them as the fourth-rated team in the league. And the reason I have them there is because I know that they're going to host the home playoff game. I know that you know um, yep. Trevor Lawrence is going to get better and better and better. Uh, they do have a pass rush due that actually is pretty damn good. And they are young. You know, like They're young, so I think they, they're most likely going to stay healthy. And they're only going to get better. And their schedule isn't all that difficult as we wind down uh, towards uh, you know the playoffs. So I, I think they're... A real good team, and I I think that they have a chance to to surprise some people in the playoffs. So let me give you the good before we go bad, because I'm going to have three or four that are just very upsetting to me, and I don't want to start the show this way. Um, I want to go with the good because Josh Dobbs, it's the best feel-good story in the league, but it was incredible. I mean, first of all, if you're Atlanta, what the hell? But Dobbs comes in there. He's been in the facility for 10 minutes. And he helps them win the game. I thought his comments after the game were great. I thought the embrace with O'Connell was awesome. But just how difficult is what Dobbs did? I mean, Boomer, if you can explain, how do you show up somewhere and 10 minutes later you're you're starting? Well, I think you have the basic tenets of the offense. He's smart. He's been – this is his fifth team since last December. So he's been around, and I'm sure, uh, you know, Kevin talked to him about certain different – things in the offense that he likes or would like. And then as the game was going on, I think they were talking in his headset about different things that, you know, they were thinking at that point. And, and Josh is a smart enough guy to figure it out. And he certainly did. You know, this is the same thing that Baker Mayfield did last year for the Rams. You know, when he got cut by the Panthers, he got on a plane, went out to the Rams and played in the game and they won. Uh, And I don't think, you know, Baker got a lot of credit for that game last week. Now the question is, Josh Josh Dobbs will start for the Vikings. Can he now take it to another level? And that will be the real question. I don't necessarily know that it's going to be uh, quite as easy as it was for him last week, but uh, nonetheless, one of the best stories of the season thus far. No. All right. So let's let's get some of the other issues. And and you don't, believe me, people, we'll get to the New York football both ways. There's so much to do there. But I, I want to bring this up. Look, this is a fan reaction. This is a sports radio reaction. I'm guilty as charged, and I, I plead for leniency in front of the court of Boomer here. But I can't help it watching Bryce Young in Carolina and watching C.J. Stroud. Stroud looks generational. He's had an unbelievable season. That game Sunday, 475 touchdowns. And then I watch Bryce, and I'm going, they got the wrong guy. I am, and Boomer, I just I can't help it. I know it's cliche. Oh, well, he's too short. Boomer, all three of the interceptions, his size played a role. He's so diminutive. He's so tiny. And you watch CJ, and you're going, this guy looks like a five-year pro. Is it fair to at least ask to, to ask the question, did Carolina get this wrong? It's 100% fair to ask that question. And – 
Uh, you know, I'm always about the bigger quarterbacks. I think uh, here at WFAN before the draft and when the trade was made, I figured that uh, the Carolina Panthers were going to take C.J. Stroud just because of the physical prowess of him. Uh, but the one yeah. thing that they were smitten by that I do know was the fact that they believe that Bryce is an all-in guy. Not that C.J. isn't, but Bryce is an all-in guy. He's a really bright guy. Uh, he was a proven winner at uh, Alabama. Of course, it comes with uh, the recommendation of Nick Saban that he plays bigger than he is. And I know last week it looked awful because the Colts are a huge team, by the way. And the Colts didn't even blitz him last week. Last week it was a lot of zone no. defense, get four guys around him and force him into a mistake. Interestingly enough, Mike, the week before, they beat the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud straight up, and he won that game. I, I know. I know, and 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 again, I I it, it's not the one. He's got one game this year with more than one touchdown pass. It, it's just watching enough of it as you do, as I do. It is C.J. Stroud's real, and Bryce has a long way to go. And the problem is, I'm like you. I get very nervous when you look just at him running out there. I don't know how I don't know how that's going to work long term. Well, I don't. I mean, I'm rooting for Frank Reich and I'm rooting for the organization because I don't hate Carolina. Like I, I, you know, it's not like they're the Eagles. But I'm sorry, this is that is big yikes to me early on. The only thing I will say, Mike, is this: physically, the maturity is on the side of C.J. Stroud without question. Uh, mentally, I think they're probably both equal. But I will say this: that Bryce Young will be a completely different player, as will C.J. Stroud when they come back next year when they are the unquestioned leaders of their team. And hopefully Carolina yeah. will build around Bryce Young and give him an opportunity to make it a little bit easier for him. I'm going to save the Giants for later in the show because it's going to get emotional, and I'm going to manifest something. Let's go right to the Jets because that's <laughs> had to have been a hot topic in New York. Robert Sala pleading the fifth. If you haven't seen the comment, he was asked straight up, is Zach Wilson going to be your starter? Can you take me through what the hell Sala was thinking with that remark? And, yeah. and where is this going? Yeah, I don't know if he was he was on ESPN Radio here in New York, and they asked him a direct question, you know, um, about Zach Wilson continuing to start for the Jets. He said, I plead the fifth. And then the next day he came back and he clarified, we're all on the same page. So, I obviously, somebody told him, you're playing Zach Wilson. Stop even giving the uh, anybody the – Idea Don't that we put were chum in the water. Right. Don't put chum in the water. And the chum is in the water here, and that's why everybody's jumping on this. And then, like I said, he he came back and he basically doubled down again on Zach Wilson. I don't think he has a choice. I think they're telling him he has to play him, and they don't feel good about either Tim Boyle or Trevor Simeon right now to go back on the field and be any better. And they're trying to force feed Zach Wilson. Jet fans are getting frustrated because they know they have a good team, and once again, mm -hmm. their defense showed up and kept a top-end quarterback below 150 yards passing in a game and no touchdown passes. I mean, if you were going to tell me that the Jet defense was going to do what they have done to Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, uh, right. I, I, I would tell you that they would be undefeated by now. I mean, So here's we, my question. Then it's a boomer. I know this is insane, but I can't stop thinking it. Are, are we, I don't know. Are we a month away from starting to hear whispers that Aaron has gone to the franchise and said, I want to play, I'm ready to play? It, 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 like, am I insane for even allowing that thought in my head? If he ruptured his Achilles, like we all believe he did, and he had this speed bridge operation, there is no way in hell that he is stepping on the football <laughs> field. And you look at their last two games, their second-to-last game, I think, is against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. 
You're oh. going to put a guy out there that's just had Achilles surgery on that field against Miles Garrett and that defense? You got to no. be out of your mind if you do that. I think it'd be a disaster. I just, like I said, I think he's insane. I think the situation is going to hit a real boiling point. I had to ask. The Giants thing we're going to get to because there's so much to unpack there. And I have to manifest something into reality. I do have a question on the Cowboys as well. We'll get to it. We got to get to the picks. This is another challenging week. We'll talk about it. We get a little bit more certainty on the quarterback front. And then, Boomer, later on, we can get the power rank back in the mix, and we do get to talk Jags and Niners as our best of the best. So don't make a move. we got the whole board covered for you guys. We'll take care of business. Casamigos, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the family, the entire family of Casamigos tequila. The Reposado, Añejo, Blanco, Cristalino, or Mezcal. It's Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Casamigos reminds you to please celebrate responsibly. 